Hey, you guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to my Spark It Up podcast. I am Jacqueline, if you don't know me already. And some people call me Sparkles. I don't know. I'm trying it on. But <laughs> um, today we have a special, special guest. His name is Jeff, and I'm going to let him introduce himself real quick. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Jeff Shalem. I'm a strength coach, human performance coach, um, body transformation specialist. Work over here at Self Made in Mission Valley. Uh, feel free to give me a follow at Jeff Shalem CPFT. Yes. And so before we had, I tried something new. I um, I put Jeff on my stories for a few days to see if you guys have any questions for him. Because he's really, really good at what he does. He has a lot of years under his belt as far as like personal training goes, group training and all of that stuff. So he's very knowledgeable. I'm learning a lot from him at the gym, just watching him train his his clients and stuff like that. So, um, but I want to know a little bit more about your brand and why, like your um, methodology and all of that stuff, like your style of training. Can you talk, tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, first, thanks for the kind words. It's always mm-hmm. refreshing um, hearing colleagues that I work with uh, look up to me and, and appreciate what I do. Um, my brand is called Athletic Fit. Um, the athletic is spelled with an IQ instead of the C, uh, mainly because when it comes to fitness, when it comes to training, when it comes to sports, when it comes to life, uh, so much is involved mentally rather than physically. Um, so a lot of goosebumps. Ah, hey, <laughs> it's working. Um, so so that's that's why I came up with that that name and, and that spelling um, because it's more than just the physical aspect of kicking your butt in the gym. It's what you're doing outside of the gym. Are you mentally plugged in for the day? Um, th- that's why I went with that. I love that. That is so freaking awesome. And I always wonder like what your the story behind the brand is but what is it, what is your story personally how did you get into personal training and like sports and stuff like that so ever since i could remember i had been playing sports i learned how to play hockey before i learned how to ride a bike wow um so for me my life has always revolved around sports a ball a stick uh something uh competitive against another person and um i always excelled I've always been athletic and I've always loved being active. Um, As I continued through school, I played football, rugby, track, basketball, pretty much did it all, um, all through high school and college. And when I graduated college, there was this lull in my life because there was no more competitive sports. Um, There was, you know, you could play in the adult leagues and things like that, but it's just not the same. Um, When you're playing NC2A football, it's, it's pretty intense. It's pretty exhilarating. And so there was a big void in my life and I ended up going into the sales world. Um, I worked in an outside sales job selling telecommunications for over a year and was miserable, mm-hmm. uh, was very unhealthy. I currently am walking around about 195 pounds and during this job I was so malnourished that I got down to 155. Wow. Um, yeah. For your, your height? Yeah. Oh, my god. I'm gosh. six foot. Um, so I was six foot, 155, and, and that was my freshman year of high school body weight. Wow. So um, I was very sick. I had a really bad migraine. I ended up getting hospitalized. They hooked, up, hooked me up to an IV. Um, and it was just malnutrition and overstress. And I was like, oh, it sounds like the rest of America. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I quit my job. I went back to bartending, serving tables, kind of figure out what I wanted to do. And I was working out one day and a trainer approached me. He saw that I was writing my workouts down in a notebook. And he was like, hey, can I look at your workout? And I was like, sure, man, take a look. And he was super impressed. He was like, wow, this is a great workout. Where'd you come up with it? How'd you do this? Blah, blah, blah. We started talking and he's like, man, you need to be a trainer. Like it's, it's your calling. And I looked at him dead in the eye and I was like, bro, there's no way I can make the money I want to make as a trainer. And, <laughs> and he, he, you know, he, he kind of laughed. He goes, you can make what you want to make out of it and blah, blah, blah. And so I took the leap of faith. I went into a 24 hour fitness. Um, I got hired on the spot, started training within three months. I set a company record. I was promoted to assistant fitness manager. Wow where I was able to mentor young uh, trainers, people that were wanting to become a better trainer. Um, and I did that for two and a half years before I became independent. Uh, my first brand was called Athletic Style Training. Uh, and so I've always focused on the athletic approach to the gym. Um, training, cardio, diet, all of that becomes very important. Fast forward a few years, I moved down to San Diego and... Wait, where are you from? I'm from LA. Oh, really? Yeah, I grew oh, up in LA. I thought you were from here. No, so, so we oh. moved. I moved down here about four years ago uh, and had to pretty much start my business over. Wow. Uh, I, I had to rebuild my network. Um, and so I worked at a couple different gyms. And through those years is where I really developed the athletic fit mindset. Um, athletic style training was good, but it what didn't really speak to who I really was. Um, and I also, I, as much as I love being an athlete and working with athletes, um, I'll be honest, most of my clients are lifestyle clients. They're, they're, they're moms that are just had babies wanting to get healthy and fit and get their bodies back. Um, they're bodybuilders, they're fitness competitors that want to take their bodies to the next level. Um, so I had to find, you know, what is my brand? Where am I, who am I really trying to target? And that's where athletic fit came from. So it's been a fun journey. So I've been doing this for almost eight years now. Um, and it just seems like yesterday I started. It's, it's, it's incredible. Um, so, You've yeah. You've come a long, long way. Eight years is a lot of time. <laughs> it's been a long run. But it's so, been fun. That's great. So, um, so we're going to go ahead and answer some of these questions, actually, since it's a really good transition to that. I have a few that came through. Um Give me a second to pull that up. One of them is, uh, what is your top three must-have supplements, if any? So supplements are a touchy subject for a lot of people. Um, Some people really believe in them. Some people don't. Um, It's a pretty vague question because everybody's goal is different. Mm. But I will say, I mean, everybody knows about, you know, the the main three, I would say, would be like protein, your pre-workout. And then like a branch chain amino acid or some BCAAs, if you've heard those. Um, Those seem to be the most popular that almost everybody takes. Um, So I I would say those are those are the the most important, I guess, um, for me. But again, it kind of ties into what your goals are. There's definitely there's products out there that are fat burners. There's um, things to help build testosterone. There's things to help you recover. There's things um to help you sleep at night um so there's a lot of things that that supplements can do to help you in my opinion supplements are supplements it's a supplemental thing to your diet so if you're eating right and you're eating enough then most likely you won't need to actually take supplements um, unless you're training very vigorously 
Mm. If you're training very vigorously and eating properly, that's where supplementation can really help you recover quicker and take you to the next level. Um, My favorite products out there are Global Formulas. Um, They have been in my uh, regimen for the past four years since I moved down here. And uh, it's they've made a huge difference in how I feel, how I perform, how I recover. Um, the best products I've tried, and I've tried a lot. I've, mm. I've pretty much tried every product out there. Um, and these are the ones that have stuck the most. The protein that I take is Global Formulas uh, Bio Pro Zero. And the thing that I like about it the most, it's got zero sugar, zero lactose. Um, so it doesn't make me bloat. It doesn't make me feel uncomfortable. It's nice. 25 grams of just pure sugar, nothing else. I mean, I'm sorry, pure protein, uh-huh. um, nothing else. There's no fats, there's no carbs, there's nothing but protein in it. So I love it. Um, it digests really easily. Uh, it helps me to keep the high protein in my diet, like the high protein intake. Mm-hmm. The other product I take, uh, the pre-workout, Super Bio Freak. Um, it's incredible. Probably the strongest pre-workout I've ever taken. Whoa. And over four years, I haven't developed a tolerance for it. I've taken no explode. I've taken other things that have been great at the beginning. And then after two months, three months, I'm like, okay, I'm not really feeling the same effects with the super bio freak. I take half a scoop and I feel incredible. Mm. Um, the focus, the energy, insane muscle pumps, um, incredible product. If you try it once, you'll, you'll be hooked and you'll never go back. Um, the other thing I take is the branch chain amino acids. Um, BCAAs is just something I take during my workout. It just helps me last, uh, you know, throughout the whole workout. I'm able to push myself um, as well as just not feeling fatigued. So, um, and that's called BioEnder. Um, those are my favorite products. That's awesome. Yeah, you're right. Like the, the majority of people who start with like supplements, if any, it's like protein powder, some kind of protein, BCAAs, and pre-workout. Mm-hmm. Me? I try not to depend on pre-workout just because I'm like, okay, it's my will. It's like I have to be willing to just show up and then try to give it my best. But there are some days where pre-workout for, well, another thing is I don't really have, like, I'm not really stuck on a specific goal for my, like, physique. Right. You know, so I don't feel like I would have to push, 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 push like other people would probably have that. But um but there are some days where you know like i'm a mom some days i don't get enough sleep but i really need to work out and i would love like that pump you know yeah that that energy mm -hmm. so that would be really good so really cool awesome okay i'm gonna go to the next question i think it is let's see i don't know what this what is the best thing to use for your butt 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 (laughs) oh maybe like um the best glute training oh yeah mm-hmm. um so if you guys if you guys follow brett Contreras, he would be the go-to guy for anything regarding glutes or in this case the person <laughs> put butt but um in, in, anything that's working with your glutes i i learn a lot from brett um he's developed a few different pieces of equipment that are really good for growing your glutes um the number one thing that i would say everybody should should invest in is his loop band um it's something that you can utilize throughout your workout whether you're doing squats whether you're doing hip thrusts whether you're doing bridges whether you're doing um, resistance band walks abductors um the band is a really useful tool Mm -hmm. my favorite exercise for glute training is the hip thrust the barbell hip thrust 
Um, don't be afraid to load the weight. The heavier you go, the bigger that butt's going to look and, and um, the less fat is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just want to try to build as much muscle as possible through that exercise. Um, but it, it, lower body training comes down to, you know, the, the, the three main ones for me, or even if you want to go four with the hip thrust, mm-hmm. but squat, deadlift, lunges. Uh, yep. I've been doing those forever. I've been training athletes with those forever. I've been training moms with that forever. And that is going to change your physique. Um, for sure. Yeah. Like no other exercise squats, deadlifts, you do a couple of sets and your heart feels like it's going to pound out of your chest. It's a good sign. <laughs> that means yeah. it's really challenging and taxing on the body. Mm-hmm. So it's going to change your body. Mm-hmm. Very good. Let's see. Yeah, I love those exercises. Always. Especially I just gotten to, used to the hip thrust. Cause, and I follow Brett too. He goes, you know, chin to your chest, right? Right. And then keeping this whole top part like nice and just stable. While the only thing moving is like your hips yeah so sometimes a lot of people if you tilt your head back your mm-hmm. your back will take over in the lift and uh you know you don't want you want to try to isolate the glutes and so keeping your chin tucked and your chest down while extending your hips high and squeezing your glutes at the top it's gonna target those glutes the best yeah love it all right next question your thoughts and opinion about keto is it really all that magic sounds like cholesterol so a lot of these things you know, these, these, I call them fad diets. Um, you know, the no carb, the keto, the, to me, a well-balanced diet is the best approach. If you start telling yourself you can't have, you can't, you can't, you can't, you restrict your diet and you restrict what you want. You're just going to lose your mind. Mm -hmm. I don't know very many people that are on keto for longer than a month. Mm -hmm. If that, usually most people will start a diet, they'll go 14 days and then that's it. It just Mm -hmm. fizzles out. Um, the hardest part is to find something that you can sustain forever. Yeah. That is what I preach to my clients. It's not about how quickly I can get you into shape. It's about how quickly can I get you to a new lifestyle? Mm-hmm. How quickly can we get you to start thinking differently about that cookie or about the pasta or about whatever it is that you're craving for me? <laughs> <laughs> Did it again. Gave her goosebumps. <laughs> but, um, it, it's a, it's about just, just balance, you know? Um, you know, you might have heard the 80-20 lifestyle, 80% good, 20% bad. Um, yeah, that, that, that works for a little bit. But if you ask me, it's something that like, what can I find every day that I can have for breakfast? And a lot of people are like, oh, I can't eat the same thing. It's like, you do it anyways without really thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm sure all of us have a routine. And you wake up and you're rushing out the door. It's like, I'm going to grab something, you know, whether it's good or bad, you're going to grab something and go. Mm-hmm. So try to find that thing that's going to be healthier. Um, whether it be an apple and a protein shake, um, you know, a bagel and a protein shake or something like that. If you're rushing out the door for somebody like myself, I love eggs. I got to have eggs every mm-hmm. morning to get my day right. Mm-hmm. So I'll have eggs every morning. Um, but it's it's a matter of finding something that's going to be able to stick from now until forever. So if my opinion, keto is bad because you can't, I can't, I wouldn't be able to do it. And I'm disciplined as hell with my diet. Mm-hmm. I would not be able to do that diet forever. Um, so you, is it magic? No, it's going to change your body drastically very quickly if you follow it a hundred percent. But I say this to everybody and I truly believe it. If you follow a plan and you stick to it and you do it consistently, you're going to see change for sure. No matter what, Mm -hmm. no matter what. And Mm -hmm. I relate this to the jailhouse workouts. What I call is the jailhouse workout. You know, these, 
Uh, if you're in prison and you, you don't have any access to weights or a gym, but you know you have to stay in shape, whether it be for protection or whatever it be, and you're doing push-ups, you're doing squats, you're doing sit-ups, you're doing dips, and you're strong, you know, mm-hmm. you, and you do it every day, and you do it every day um, because you got nothing else to do, right? You're going to see results. And so consistency is going to always reign over whatever it is you're doing. For sure. Wow. What do you, okay, so this question popped up in my head. Um, talk about, let's talk about discipline and consistency. Okay. You know, like there is a lot of this thing. I don't, I really don't like it when people are like, oh, this is going to be my cheat meal. Like there's no such thing as cheat meals for me. Okay. Only because I'm lifestyle, I'm not competing or anything. But, and like, how do you have the discipline to like stay consistent? How do you battle? How? What's your biggest tip on battling that emotion or that laziness or that like, you know, the easier route, just like combating that? Well, the simple answer to me is the results. The results mm-hmm. kind of speak for themselves. Um, for me, at least, the motivation to, you know, I, I'm a I'm a bodybuilder. I'm in the competition world, and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of drug use in the industry. And for me, when people assume that I am using something and I know I'm not, that to me is the biggest reward and that's my motivation. That's what keeps me staying consistent because I see the results and the results become addicting mm. for me. That's my biggest like motivator for me is like people telling me that and saying like, man, you look like you look great. Like you look like a like a Greek God. How mm-hmm. did you do that? And I look at them and I go, food, exercise, consistency, every day, doing the same thing. And there's always a purpose for it, right? So mm-hmm. that helps me stay focused and disciplined. But how I feel, when I'm on prep, I feel plugged into society. I feel plugged into my job. I feel like I'm firing on all cylinders. I have a routine. I get up. I exercise. I eat right. I drink enough water. I'm supplementing the proper things. Um, and it's day in and day out of a routine and that that consistency makes me feel whole mm. um it's like you know if you think back to like when you went to school right every every monday you know you had class and every friday you knew you were done and mm-hmm. you had that like euphoric feeling when you left and that terrible feeling when you started yeah. mm-hmm. um but the consistency of that just kept you going and made you last what from kindergarten all the way through high school some mm-hmm. of you college some of you postgraduate and that structure helps keep you on track and consistent Um, but I would say always look for the results Um, I have all my lifestyle clients take before pictures and they hate them Mm -hmm. they they fight me with them I'm like it's okay in four weeks you're gonna feel a whole lot different about these photos Mm -hmm. and uh, eight weeks and 12 weeks and the more you look at yourself change the easier it is to stay on track so true that is so true yeah success is motivating Success like, is motivating. Yeah, absolutely. That definitely drives absolutely. me for sure. I, see. I always say it's all fun and games until you see the results and then it's addicting. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, you have a question. I, I think we went through all of mine already. Yeah, it was um, the question was, let me get the proper wording so I don't mess it up. So this person asked, um, 
I've never, they said, I've never used a weight belt before. What's its purpose and do you have any recommendations? The weight belt is something to help you keep your core and your midsection engaged during lifting, um, especially as you start doing heavy lifting or loaded like barbell squats or deadlifts or things like that where your torso becomes very important. The, the, um, the contraction of your torso becomes very important. If you are doing a deadlift and you round your lower back, you're most likely going to hurt yourself, especially if you're pulling very heavy weight. Mm-hmm. So the weight belt is designed to help you maintain the rigidness through your core. It gives you a little bit of support and stability as well, but mainly the idea is to keep you your stomach engaged. Recommendations, I would recommend going into any sports store and trying on different ones. The, the one that I use is made from real leather. It's very stiff, not very movable, and I like that. Others are made with like uh, vinyl material. They're a little bit more flexible. Some people like that. Um, I have one that has a little thicker, uh, well, a little like wider back portion than the front portion. Some go the same size all the way around. Um, so it really just depends on preference for you. If you're really not lifting heavy, you don't necessarily need a belt. Mm-hmm. In fact, I encourage you to focus on tightening your core and your um, midsection and keeping that engaged throughout all workouts. The, sh- the more you can do that, then the stronger you're going to be overall, which mm-hmm. is always a benefit. Um, so it's a tool to help. But in, in most cases, in most people's situation, in a lifestyle situation, you're not going to be pulling enough weight to where that's really going to make a huge difference in your life. So I'd say save your money and don't buy it. Mm-hmm. But if you really want one, um, you know, go into any sporting store. Um, I know that I, get, I got mine from the Nutramart in San Diego. Um, the, the location downtown, Eagle, has a great selection of different belts that you can go check out. Um, but, you know, in my opinion, most people don't really need one. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. It's like, if you're not lifting as heavy and you're using one, it's like you're kind of turning off your core. Not turning off, but you're using that instead of your actual core, like focusing on that. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like training wheels on a bike. You know, yeah. if you take the training wheels away, you have to focus on balancing. Mm-hmm. If you keep the, the training wheels on, then balancing doesn't become an issue and you can ride your bike all day long. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um nice i i don't have a weight belt yet not (laughs) not yet we'll see but um that is one of the things that i wanted to work on this year for myself personally is like strength training i want to get like stronger i think it's freaking badass if you know you know sometimes you have those bad days and you just want to lift something heavy absolutely absolutely get that aggression out Uh uh-huh um so let's see is there anything else you want to talk about did anything pop up in your head? You feel like maybe the world needs more of or something that they need less of? Yeah. Uh, drowned out the noise. Ooh. Drowned out the noise. There's too much There's too much BS out there of, you know, kind of like going off the keto diet or, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, like, you know, I, I actually had a really – my morning client, um, she's um, – I think I don't know her exact age. She's over sixty. She plays tennis a lot. She's retired. Um, she's about ninety pounds, um, and her issue is that she keeps losing weight. 
and I keep telling her, I'm like, you need to just eat, you mm-hmm. know, at this point, like, it's okay. I told her she could have a donut every day before she came and worked out with me. And she looked at me like I was crazy. And part of it is because society keeps telling you that you can't have these things and you can't, you can't, you can't, and you can't. And it's, you know, these, these, these general statements, they're not for everybody. Yeah. They're, they're meant to be for one particular person and they're, they're, they're shout out to the masses and the masses want to believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of laughed and she goes, well, what do you, what do you, how do you feel about pasta? And I'm like, what's wrong with pasta? I was like, you could use a lot of pasta. Mm-hmm. And she's like, really? And she goes, last night my husband made pasta and I didn't want to eat the noodles. So I just ate the, the meatballs. And I said oh. to her, why, why did you do that? And she said, well, because I thought pasta was bad. And it's because society yeah. preaches that pasta is bad for you. Mm-hmm. You can't have pasta and lose weight or you know, and, and I told her, I was like, go get a breakfast burrito after this. Like, you need to eat something. And um, e- there's some things that you have to understand that as professionals, as health professionals, we try to send out a message, a positive message. But a lot of times it gets skewed through interpretation. Yeah. It's not designed for everybody. My mm-hmm. diet, if I, gave, if I gave Jacqueline my diet, she would not be looking the way she wants to look. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have to just kind of understand that some things out there are meant to be specific to one person, but they're preached to the masses. And mm-hmm. so don't believe everything you hear out there. Don't. One of my other favorite ones is creatine. Everyone thinks creatine's bad. It's gonna make me retain water. Like it's it's BS. It's not true. It's creatine's a great supplement. It really helps you, you build s- build muscle and yeah. all that. But. Yeah, no, I thought that was going to be one of the supplements because I, when I saw the question, I'm like, let me see if he's going to say creatine. <laughs> I think creatine's important, but I, but I also think like if I'm, if I'm trying to speak to the masses, mm-hmm. not everybody needs to take creatine. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's important for everybody. I think, oh. yeah, if you're trying to build muscle, yes, it's, mm-hmm. it's very vital to, to growing muscle mass. But if you're somebody who wants to just kind of maintain their body and, you know, and then man i could have listed off like a bunch of stuff you know mm-hmm. i i personally take let's see he's counting with his fingers <laughs> i take eight supplements a day and that oh. includes a daily vitamin that clean, that includes fish oil mm-hmm. that, that includes a pre-workout post-workout um intra-workout protein powder uh, so there's a lot of things that that go into what are my specific goals and what tools i can use to help me get to my goals more efficiently and effectively mm-hmm. but there's so much stuff out there that you just like you know arnold has a has a training program online that i think is free on bodybuilding.com oh, nice. and i've had a lot of guys go like i'm gonna bulk with this program and i'm like that's cool and all but at the end of the day it's just an exercise program that yeah. exercise program is not going to be the difference between where you are right now and where you're going to, where you want to be yeah um and so it's like this just idea of like well i'm just gonna grab the masses and, and just is BS. So just be careful what you read out there. Use people that you know, like Jacqueline, myself, people that are like close to you that you can actually have a real conversation with mm-hmm. um, and ask those questions. And, and don't be afraid of, you know, I mean, I, I'm speaking for myself here, but I'm happy to answer any questions, as many questions as you have. I'm not here to charge you by hour. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. It's not what I do. So you know, if you have a general question on, on something, if you say, hey, I read this article about this, what are your thoughts on it? I'm happy to give you my opinions, my thought process, my education. Um, I'm happy to share that stuff with you guys. It's, it's um, because to me, it's, 
it's killing the stigma of, of this fitness this fitness industry right now. It's it's somewhat frustrating mm-hmm. as someone who's been in it as long as I have. It's somewhat frustrating to kind of see all this stuff and just be like, ah, you guys, it's like stop. It's it's dumb. It's not the truth. Yeah, totally. And like that's our that's a part of our culture and society right now is that instant gratification. Like people are not patient enough to like see themselves change or not even give themselves that freedom to like enjoy the process you know like go through the motions of it and things like that um sometimes i've i've seen people try try like new or like a good healthy balanced diet for like one week and then they're like they don't see any progress at all and for one or two weeks and then they leave you know like oh like I don't see anything physically in the mirror, but I feel great. Yeah. You know, like I feel a little bit more energized. Absolutely. And then they go off and do something, try other things or like go off and research for other stuff. Um, well, and on that same note, it's like setting false expectations. Mm, kind of mm-hmm. what we were talking about when we were talking about like the keto or like well-balanced diet and, mm-hmm. and all that. You know, my goal for all my clients is a pound a week. I want you to lose mm-hmm. one pound a week. Mm-hmm. And you won't believe how many people will lose two pounds and be like, but I only lost two pounds this week. I mean, I worked so hard. And and I'm like, are you kidding me? Ah. Two pounds is great. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And that's that's the way you're going to lose and keep it off. If you lose 15 pounds in a week, you're doing something that putting your body through so much shock that it doesn't know what the heck to do. Yeah. And then the second you start you stop doing that, it's going to go back to its homeostasis, back to what it's comfortable doing. Yep. And so that patience that like that instant gratification that Jacqueline was just touching on it's like it's it's not real you know Mm -hmm. everybody knows you you can't make a million dollars overnight I mean and if you do you're a rarity and it's and congratulations and don't tell people that that's how you did it because you're you're giving them (laughs) false hope Uh but I mean I think everybody can understand it's it's a matter of patience it's it's staying consistent it's one one day at a time one foot in front of the other I always say you got to learn how to got to learn how to crawl before you can walk you got to learn how to walk before you can jog and you can't run before you jog you know so you got to learn how to do all these steps before you can get to where you want to get to um something else that Jacqueline just said with she when the instant gratification of course my Instagram popped in my head yeah and um you know there's a lot of people that are really really beautiful on Mm -hmm. Instagram that claim to be fitness people Mm -hmm. And um, just because you look good doesn't mean you're you're you have have an exactly or um, the expertise to teach people how to do what you do, because in reality is you're just blessed with with good genetics. And Mm -hmm. that's, you know, I mean, and I'm somebody who's like that, like for a long time, I didn't really like, yeah, I was always an athlete and I'm always working out and all this stuff. But like I've always been the skinny kid. Mm -hmm. My problem is putting on weight. I have a hard time putting weight on. And um, that's my genetics. I'm blessed with good genetics. I'm blessed with a fast metabolism. I'm, and I understand those things. There's a lot of people who can eat like me and still gain weight. And, and, and it's like, hey, like, <laughs> what's going on? So when you're, when you're on Instagram and you're following somebody and they're doing exercises and they're moving and, they're, and you're like, oh, well, they look good and I want to try that. And it, it's not like that, you guys. It's, it's, fitness is super simple fitness is like very black and white and when you start getting into these gray areas where you're doing exercises that machines aren't meant to be doing mm-hmm. you're increasing the risk of injury mm-hmm. as well as you, you, like i here's a perfect example uh the 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 smith machine leg press look right uh-huh. in my opinion just do the leg press 
or just yeah. do a squat. You don't have to get all, you know, all technical <laughs> with it. Yeah, and the Smith machine isn't used. It's not meant to be used like that. Mm-hmm. And there'll be there'll be trainers out there that'll disagree with me, and that's fine. But I'm like, if you teach yourself how to squat properly, how to deadlift properly, how to do a lunge, how to hip thrust, then how to do a sumo squat, then how to do a step up, things like that, your legs are going to get bigger. Your legs are going to get stronger. Your glutes are going to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to become, you're going to perform a lot better. You're going to be less likely to hurt yourself. You're not doing these cutesy things that I, that I see all over Instagram. And um, you're, it's just, you're going to yield better results. Yeah. Tried and true. Always like, always works. The basics always work. Always, always works. Has. There's a reason why people have been doing squats for years. Yeah. Right? I mean, and it's mm-hmm. continued and everybody does a squat. Um and you, you know it's depending on your goals you get like I, I see a lot of people just trying to move as quickly as possible um man i could go on forever you know effort versus intensity mm. are your workouts intense or they're just high effort mm. am i tired or am i really spending my body and taxing my body to the point of failure for mm. me when i train people it's about intensity mm-hmm. i can do i can do 100 push-ups no problem but if you put, you know, 225 on the bar and tell me to bench press, I can't do 100. There's no way. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the way to increase the intensity of the chest exercise. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this is a real small example. And, I, you know, I do a lot of studying in the strength and conditioning uh, world. And um, one of the studies they did was like peak heart rate. And they wanted to test and see whose heart rate was the highest and at what point. So they took somebody who ran um, three miles. Mm-hmm. They took someone who did a 100-meter sprint. And then they took someone who did a one-rep leg press, one-rep max leg press. Oh, what is it? What do, you, what do you think? Who do you think it is? Who has the highest heart rate? <laughs> one rep. So either the 100-meter or the three miles or... The one-rep max. Who had the highest heart rate? Jeez, maybe the the middle one. <laughs> I'm okay. just, I'm no, I, I'm guessing because I really don't know. Yeah, it was yeah. It, it was the leg press. It was the leg press. It was the person who did the shortest amount of work, but it was at the highest intensity. Ah, so his heart rate peaked higher mm-hmm. than anybody else. Then it was the hundred meter, yeah. and then it was the then mile uh, or the three miles. Mm-hmm. So people in most in nine out of ten people they would say oh the person who ran three miles worked harder that's not necessarily the case mm-hmm. just because they worked longer doesn't mean that they're working harder Ooh. so you always got to keep up your intensity in your lifts challenge the weight on the bar always add more always add more then that kind of ties into how i confuse the body when people talk about you know muscle confusion and always changing it up and da, 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 da. i i relate it to, to speaking another language if you speak another language out there I want you guys to teach me that language in three days, meeting once a week for an hour. Hmm. You're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to retain it. I'm not going to remember. And therefore, the muscle memory isn't there. Yeah. The same goes for a squat. If you do a squat once a week for three weeks, you're not going to see results. Yeah. You're going to have to do the squats again and mm-hmm. again and yep. again mm-hmm. and again and again. And the way you challenge it and the way you change it up is by adding more weight yeah. per, per set. Mm-hmm. Or... Instead of doing 10 today, you're going to do eight 
or instead of eight, you're going to do six or instead of six, you're going to do 20. Mm-hmm. That changes up. That confuses the muscle. That changes your body. Nice. Not necessarily changing the exercise. Yeah. Because, yeah, just the basics do the job just right. It's just changing those little things like the sets and the reps and all of that stuff. Or even like the time rested like right. that for me i was like whoa makes yeah. a huge difference yeah. a two minute break or yeah. a 30 second break. Yeah. yeah totally that's so awesome i'm really loving this conversation by the way <laughs> keep I'm going we'll just keep going learning so much let me think if there's anything else that popped into my head um the whole so intensity and muscle confusion mm-hmm. so you're saying to not confuse the muscle like that, like too much to wear. Well, is you, that what you're saying? I'm saying, like, I don't, I don't agree with the concept of different exercises. Oh uh, yeah, of oh, okay. of finding thirty different ways to do a squat. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. To me, there's one way to do a squat, and there's thirty different variables at how you could change that squat. Mm-hmm. So we could do a barbell back squat. And I can have you do 10 sets of 10, mm-hmm. right? That's going to really exhaust your body. Your muscles going to be like, what the heck did you just do to me? Mm-hmm. And then the next time we hit it, we could go three sets of 15. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the weight on that bar is going to be different because mm-hmm. we want to keep the intensity up. But you can only do 10 of 10. You can only do so much weight of 10 and 10. You can only do so much weight of 3 by 15. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's where you can confuse the muscle. If I do 100 squats versus doing 60 squats, there's your muscles going, oh, this is different. Uh, this is different. Mm-hmm. Even though it's the same exercise. Same movement, mm-hmm. but just different. Eyes. And the reason why I like doing that same movement is because your body understands it. Your mind-muscle mm-hmm. connection increases. Therefore, you can get more benefit out of that exercise mm-hmm. because it's going, oh, we're doing a squat today. Mm-hmm. My glutes, my hamstrings, my quads, my hips – my, my calves, my feet, all of those are going to be activated. Mm-hmm. My core is going to be activated. So your mm-hmm. body just automatically remembers, okay, I need to activate these muscles. Yeah. So now you, the, the movement becomes a lot more efficient because you know what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. It's like the first time you learn Spanish. Spanish one, you're like, oh my goodness, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And then by Spanish two or three, you're fluent. Yeah. You and know. It, and mm-hmm. you can learn yeah. dialect and you can learn punctuation and you can learn conjugated verbs and you can learn, you know, how to write, how to do all these things differently. But you still it's still Spanish. Mm-hmm. You're not going Spanish one year, French the next, German the next, yeah, yeah, Japanese yeah. the next. Like mm-hmm. it's still Spanish, but you can just grow within that. I love that. OK. Yeah. I just when I was thinking about it my brain went somewhere else <laughs> my brain was like what so do you you do want to confuse it but i was like oh okay but i totally get it but that that's a really good analogy actually to and it's it it decreases the risk of injury when you're actually doing the same thing your body knows how to do it you're just doing it a little bit differently like more weight less weight you know sets and reps and stuff like that i think one of the one of the coolest memories that I have as a child in playing sports uh, was when one of my, when my coach was like, you know, we were, we were playing football. In football, you have a lot of plays, mm. and you have to learn the plays, and you have to understand where you're supposed to be at what given point mm-hmm. during that play. Otherwise, the play doesn't work. And there's 11 guys on the, on the field at a time, 
So all 11 guys have to do their job within that play. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of thinking involved. It goes back to athletic, right? Uh-huh. There's a lot of thinking involved when it comes to running the plays. The moment you don't have to think, you become the best team out there. Because your body knows, okay, half-back dive, we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. Half-back dive, we're going to do this. And during practice, you run it over and over and over and over and over. And then when you get to the game, you already know. Your body already knows what to do. You don't have to think. So you're going to perform at its best. Wow, it just flows. It just flows. And that's the same concept of increasing risk of injury if you Mm -hmm. don't know what's going on there's a lot of moving parts to it and you have to think a lot and you're not actually just performing you're thinking and you're like what Uh, uh," and you're hesitant you're Mm -hmm. rigid and you're you know you're not confident within the movement Mm -hmm. um and so the repetition makes you confident within the movement the more confident the better you get the better you get the more you can challenge yourself the more you challenge yourself the more you change i love it (laughs) (laughs) that's so cool i thought that was so neat that you tied it back into Athletic, let's see. I'm checking on the time. All right. We're 40 minutes in. Are there any last things you want to say or add? Uh, no, I mean, I think I said it all. You know, just just dumb it down, everyone. Don't try to com- overcomplicate things when it comes to the gym. Just keep it simple. You know, the kiss theory, keep it simple, stupid. Mm. Um, and, and stay consistent. Consistency is key preparation is key um those would be my that's my that's my ending note <laughs> i like it i like it tried and true well thank you so much for your time yeah I had thanks a, for having me yeah of course super fun conversation if you guys love this podcast and you want jeff to come back you have more questions for him you can also dm him on him on instagram i will put the his handle in the description too so sorry i just saw like a bird fly by and i just got distracted it's like squirrel (laughs) but um yeah thank you so much for listening give jeff a follow you know he like through this conversation he's very knowledgeable he loves what he does i'm like i don't know anyone who's like doing the same thing for like eight years to be honest you know so like you guys he's if you are looking for someone are you do you have any more room for clients yeah are you accepting more clients? clients do you take online too or no online is where um i prefer oh, um okay. I, I work with a lot of people online and my online training i basically just give you the structure and give you an outline and then consistently check in with you and communicate with you answer questions motivate you to keep pushing and drop the cookie and keep going um but that's i love my online clients i love online training um, it makes it very affordable for the client as well as gives you full structure mm-hmm. um, and knowledge of where to go and what to do every day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Okay, cool. So if you guys are interested, let Jeff know or let me know and I can let Jeff know. But thank you again for listening. I will catch you guys next time. Bye. <laughs> I got to unlock my phone. <laughs> <sighs> Okay, thank you. Bye.